I want to tell you six habits that are keeping you poor. Now, I don't know if it's just me, but that statement seems a little bit hostile. But I don't know. I mean, you couldn't put it any better way. I have been seeing a couple videos like this, a couple articles like this. So I watched a bunch of videos, went through a bunch of articles, and then just put in my own little twist, my own two cents on it, and compiled this list of six things that you were doing that keep you poor. I mean, honestly, these are just really good things to practice for your financial well-being. Things I do personally... And uh, these aren't just like things to stop spending money on. I will be making a video on things to stop spending money on, but this is a little bit deeper than that. More uh, more big picture things and less everyday things, kind of like the the other uh, things not to spend your money on video. This is big picture stuff. Anyway, if this is your first time to the channel, my name is Grayson Roberts, and make me a deal. If you get any value out of today's video, or if I even crack a little bit of a smile, uh, not me, you, if you crack a little bit of a smile, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, and comment what you would like me to make next. And uh, without further ado, let's get into the number one habit that's keeping you poor. Not having a budget. A lot of people just don't have a budget. Their money comes all willy-nilly in and goes all whoop-de-doo out. They don't care. They don't look at it. And they don't even think that they need one. They don't understand their spending habits. One thing that I used to do is uh, I, I just wouldn't keep an eye on my financials. I would I had a business. Money would just come in. Money would go out. And at the end of the day, I'd have something left over. But that is a horrible way horrible, horrible way to do things. You need a budget. You need to know exactly what's coming in and you need to know exactly where it's going. It's kind of good to pull yourself out of it and have a bird's eye view, aka a spreadsheet and really open up your eyes and broaden your perspective on what exactly are you doing that is keeping you poor. And I'm just going to keep saying that. So a big mistake is not keeping track of exactly where your money goes. You get a paycheck probably every other week. And then it just kind of dissipates, just kind of does whatever it wants. The thing is not keeping track of little reoccurring subscriptions. You need to add those to the budget and really calculate what those turn out to be at the end of the year. For example, if you have little expenses like Netflix and Spotify, that is $24 combined a month, which is $288 a year. Now that's just two things. Personally, I have all sorts of things like that. And I even made this exact same mistake. I had reoccurring charges on um, you know, iTunes, I had apps that kept charging money, little subscriptions, I had Dropbox and Google One and all sorts of crap that was just racking up the bill every single month. And I didn't even think about it because it's reoccurring, it's automated, I wasn't paying attention. Then I chopped all of those things out once I found out, wow, I am wasting a lot of money. I mean, the Dropbox was like 15 bucks a month for whatever subscription I had, and that's $180 a year. And that was one of the many things I found. And I was saving probably $1,000 a year just by going back and be like, okay, this is exactly where these subscriptions are going. I highly recommend that even if you don't think you have things that are reoccurring, you never know. Sometimes, and I used to sign up for free trials of things. It has out different software. It gets benefits on different websites, stuff like that. Everybody does it. But, um... Definitely make sure you're not actually paying for those. And another thing is becoming truly educated in your budget on what you can actually afford. I mean, there's basic concepts like, but I mean, sometimes I'll tell this to my friends and even my family and they're like, what are you talking about? Things like this, just learn what you can afford. For example, if you make $1,000 a month, your car payment should be no more than 10% of your overall monthly income. So if you make a thousand bucks a month, your car payment should not exceed $100. And I personally like to wrap that in with insurance. So car payment, insurance, and gas. But if you, maybe you only make a hundred bucks a month and that's pretty much, or not a hundred bucks a month, a thousand bucks a month, that's pretty much impossible to get by with a car. So it depends on your situation. But you know, if you make $2,000 a month, then maybe you should get a car that is $200 a month total. So good gas, cheap car, 
low insurance. It's best full coverage if you can swing it. And same with rent or your mortgage. A lot of places when you go rent, for example, where I'm at here, they want you to make two to three times as much per month as your monthly rent. Did that? Okay, hold on. Two to three times as much per month than your monthly rent. Yeah. So if your rent is $1,000 a month, they want you to make two to $3,000 a month. I like to push that to three to four. And you can easily cut that down by adding roommates. I even found out this exact apartment complex that I'm in right now. Super nice. Top floor. Great stuff. It's pretty pricey. And I found out five minutes down the road, the exact same developer made the identical model, except the walls are, you know, it's just a little bit less modern. It's a little bit, but it's, it, I would save $300 a month just on rent. And then you add a roommate on top of that. My rent would be dirt cheap. Your rent should never exceed more than 30% of your income, things like that. Add that to your budget. And then of course, just the more spending, which you earn, don't spend more than you earn. Sounds like common sense, but sometimes people just need to hear it. And that's what this budget and all these other tips are going to help you to do is not spend more than you earn. You want to spend much less than you earn. So that way you can save and later invest. Second habit is investing your hard-earned dollars, your active income, your just hustle every day, nine to five income on depreciating assets, AKA your toys. That's right. I'm talking about your side-by-side, -side, your golf cart, your boat, your, uh, your new Mercedes, depreciating assets, things that you purchase. Let's say I buy this phone or let's say this phone is a car. I bought this car for $30,000. I drive it off the lot. I own it for a couple of years. Now this $30,000 car is worth $23,000. I just lost a bunch of money and that's not a great example, but that's what depreciating means. It means you purchase something and then it loses value over time and some things much faster than others. But a lot of people, they don't even think about those, the words depreciating or appreciating. You know, you buy a good piece of real estate in a good neighborhood undervalued, and then it appreciates as you renovate it and housing prices in that neighborhood in that area go up and uh, you buy a car and it drops. So it's the opposite. Things that are putting money in your pocket versus things that are taking money out of your pocket. A lot of people don't even think about it and they just invest all their money. They don't even think about investing. Anytime I spend money, I try to think of it as investing. It's just a good investment or a bad investment. A lot of people just think, hey, I'm spending money, having fun, right? And uh, I don't like to use my active income on depreciating assets. So buying a fancy car before buying a good home, motorcycles, game consoles, TVs, buying designer clothes. That's the biggest racket I could do. I got this shirt from Target on sale. This was like $5. I bought this. Um, this is a series three Apple watch. There's a series six right now. You don't see me upgrading. You know, the $50 uh, Apple Watch bands. Nope, I got this for $7 off Amazon. And this hat, I have a bunch of these hats. This is part of my clothing brand. Link in the description, shameless plug. We got all sorts of hats, summer wear, and uh, sunglasses and, and Hawaiian shirts. But uh, as you can see, I have a bunch of these hats, but I like to wear this one. It's ripped. It's you know, still functional. So uh, I do not like to buy things that are either full price, especially above normal prices like Gucci and stuff like that. The only exceptions is if you, you know, you're into fashion and it just has a good design, but you know, those Gucci slides, honestly, I thought about buying those the other day just cause I think they're kind of a meme, but you know, they have the Gucci t-shirts that is a plain t-shirt with Gucci slapped on it. No way. But sometimes they do have some very nice handmade wallets and stuff like that. And I understand buying things that you're interested in. It's art to you. But when it just comes to buying like a Supreme hoodie, that's printed on Hanes blank white tee. I do not think that's a good idea. I get all of my shirts for like under 10 bucks from Target or H&M. That's just, I don't, and they, and they look fine. I mean, I didn't even, I put a little bit of wrinkle releaser on this. It'd look much better, but I just, 
threw it on. Next habit keeping you poor is uh, buying quantity over quality. You buy a bunch of crappy items instead of just buying one nice one. So for example, what I used to do is I would buy a bunch of cheap cases. I'd buy a cool like five to $10 case at Walmart or a store or on Amazon. Turns out I'd be replacing these things like twice a month. They would break, I'd drop it, they'd shout it like, okay, I gotta get a new one. I didn't realize how often I was replacing cases now, this is kind of an extreme example just because I liked the the little, I like, you know, buying the cool little cheap ones, but I spent like 25, 30 bucks on this, doubled the price of just, you know, instead of buying a, a $10 one, I bought a $30 one, and this has been lasting me for so long, it's in perfect condition. Kind of not a great example, but that's just the first thing I could think of off the top of my head. That's how I bought a bunch of little crappy things that ended up spending way more money than just buying one nice one that's going to last. Same thing with a car. Not everybody can swing that, but if you can buy a newer Toyota Camry that's going to last you forever, that's better than buying an old one that's going to last you, you know, not quite as long. And you're, instead of making the higher payments, you're going to be like, hey, you know, I'm saving money on these high payments because I got a 2000 instead of a 2015. But you're going to be in the shop repairing, you know, your transmission and stuff like that that's going to cost a lot more money. So make sure you try to buy quality over quantity. And another example is like going to the mall to buy, you know, I used to go to the mall all the time. Whenever I was in school, before I started my brand, I go to the mall all the time and I'd spend my money on like a $60 diamond. It's not diamond, but like the brand diamond, um, one of those skate brands. And they would have like the words on the side and it was black and have super cool designs. But literally a month later, the words would peel off and I'd have to go replace it. And it was $60. I mean, the stuff was overpriced and it was junk. Everything I had bought from the mall was falling apart. That was from like name brands like Zoomies or Tilly's and all those kind of trendier places. The stuff was just not that great. And it was so overpriced because it was popular. It was name brand. It was in demand. And I would be spending, you know, a pair of jeans or a couple pairs of shirts. I'd be spending, you know, just $120 a month on maybe two items. But that adds up to be over $1,400 a year. You know how much you could save by just not doing that? Quality over quantity. Now, this is kind of a different example. That's why I'm throwing this in here because you're saying, well, Grayson, you just said to buy the more expensive thing that's better quality. Sometimes expensive doesn't mean better. My things that I get, I got this shirt from probably 10 bucks from Target. This lasts so much longer than the shirt I bought from Tilly's. I bought, I'd go get it, but I'm, I'm I don't feel like getting up. I got a couple Hawaiian shirts. The buttons just blew off of them. The buttons literally just blew off of them. I don't understand. Like I wash them once and they get all wrinkly and this was like 10 bucks. They were 40 to $50 a piece and they just fell apart within a month. It's insane. So do keep in mind, it's okay to fork over the extra cash to get something that's going to last you a lifetime, but some situations are tricky when it comes to clothes. I tend to find the best bang for my buck and usually it's Target. And another mistake I made is whenever I actually furnished this place I'm sitting right now, I just got everything I needed at one time for the cheapest as possible. I just went to Wayfair, bought like $150 coffee table and it's already needs to be replaced and I've had it for like a year and I should have bought a $300 coffee table that would last me decades. And that's just pretty much going for a lot of my furniture in here, my end tables are the same thing and some of my desks and stuff like that. So for, for example, my couch, I actually luckily got from a law firm and it is a real leather couch. I've had a fake leather couch before, destroyed it, sold it, got rid of it for a hundred bucks. This real leather couch lasts so much longer. It's just the quality is there and I don't have to buy $400 cheap couches. I just buy one, 
you know, six, $700 couch. And that'll last me much longer. The next habit keeping you poor is you do not invest or even save. Easy thing that uh, I actually did personally for me, it didn't really work out because I wanted to save at a much higher rate. And I didn't realize how not often I swiped my personal card. I swipe my business card all the time, but my personal card, I don't actually swipe all that much, but I got a bank account or I got a savings account rather that every single time I swiped my debit card, it would put a dollar into account. You could do 25 cents, 50 cents, 75 cents, or all the way up to a dollar. And so I have it set up that every time I swipe my personal card, it puts a dollar into a savings account. And like I said, it doesn't really work that great for me because I want to save much, you know, I would really only be saving maybe like 60 bucks a month. I'd swipe like 60 times and then it would put it over into that account. But I want to save a lot more than 60 bucks a month. But sometimes for younger kids or people with lower income, that's actually not a bad idea. You don't have to think about it. It automatically moves it over every single month and it's not going to take a ridiculous amount of money because it's going to put in there in proportion to how many times you swipe your card. So I highly recommend that. It's a really easy way to just mindlessly save. You don't even think about it. Get one of those accounts. There's apps that do it, but I just went to my bank and I'm like, yeah, we do that. Most people do do that. Most banks do that. So definitely get an account that rounds up. Even if you have decent income and you do put over money, I mean, I still do it just because, I mean, there's no point in taking it off of my savings account. Just still there, extra money, you know? And a lot of people, they just save what's left. They go through the month, you know, they get their paycheck, they spend it on whatever they want, and then whatever's left over, they save. But I recommend, uh, I don't know if I mentioned this in the budget, I probably didn't and I really should have, but the main part of a budget is knowing exactly where every single dollar goes. Even money that, you know, you've got money here for bills, you've got money here for gas, groceries, but even money, even what I call fun money, even money that you have set aside, maybe $100 a month for going to the movies or going out on a dinner date or something like that. You've got to have every single dollar planned for, including savings. So if you have, you know, thousand dollars a month on rent, $500 on food and groceries and eating out and a hundred dollars a month on gas. Then you want to have, you know, $500 set aside, dedicated for savings. Don't save what's left. You need to plan to save a certain amount, make that the minimum. And then if you happen to have, you know, you, instead of spending $500 eating out that month, you only spent $300. Well, cool. That's is what's left. That extra money can go into savings, but you need to have a chunk in your budget dedicated just for putting away into savings. But I don't really recommend saving money for the long term. I personally, my personal approach is saving up a chunk of money and then putting that into what we were talking about before, an appreciating asset like real estate or stocks, bonds, stuff like that. So, um, you know, there is one thing to save and then it's a whole nother thing to invest, which we will make videos on in the future. And the final habit keeping you poor is uh, your mindset. A lot of people don't understand the importance of an simple emergency fund or even retirement. And I know I was just talking about investing, but this is a whole different thing. You know, you, you, you put your money in investments, but you also want a little personal safety fund, a little personal retirement. And um, my safety fund or whatever you want to call it, your emergency fund, your rainy day fund, I like to do three months minimum. So let's say the internet gets shut down, the whole world ends, I can no longer run my, you know, hand to hand businesses. I just, uh, let's say I lose all my limbs. I can't do anything and uh, the internet's down, so I can't make videos about losing my limbs. <laughs> I want to at least be able to survive three months minimum 
with a chunk of money that is just set aside that will last me three months. That will pay my bills, that will pay my gas, my food, my groceries, all my necessities for three months minimum. I actually have a wad of cash in my jewelry box just for like quick, uh, it's my emergency emergency fund. It's got like cards and money and, and my spare key to my car in case I gotta grab it and run out. And also another um, thing that people don't really have in their mindset is uh, sometimes, you know, you hear all the time that money can't buy you happiness, but it can't solve all your problems, but it can solve about 90% of them. I mean, it can't solve your character. It can't solve, you know, a death in the family. But let me tell you, 50% of all marriages end in divorce. And 80% of the reason of divorce is financial reasons. So money gets in between a lot of relationships. So, for example, it can't buy you love, but it can take a lot of stress off so you can focus on the love and not have to focus on bickering, arguing, and, you know, squeezing money out. You can just take that burden off of you guys and you can just live a happy marriage, happy life. So money has definitely improved my life in every aspect, even my relationship, because during COVID, things weren't as great for me business-wise, a little bit more stressed out. So I wasn't able to, you know, be with my girl or take her out as much as I want to because I didn't know what was going to happen and all that stuff. But now it's like money's good and we can go do things, we can do whatever, I'm a lot happier, it's stress-free, and it just improves my quality of life. Also, another mindset is think about every single purchase. So let's say I go to, uh, where do I go? I went to Red Robin last night. Let's say I go to Red Robin and I get a burger and I spend 15 bucks there. Every time I go out to eat, every time I go buy something at the mall or a little something for myself, something like that, I think, do I want this $15 to just light it on fire right now? Or do I eat at home? Or do I not buy that impulse purchase? And then that little $15 goes to my savings account. And then that savings account will get bigger and bigger and bigger. I do that, you know, every week, every couple times a week. And that will get bigger and bigger and bigger, which will allow me to purchase, let's say, a piece of real estate, which will make me even more money and appreciating assets. So every time I spend money, I like to think of like how that affects my overall savings and future goals. Does this purchase right now justify what I want to do in the future? You know, sometimes, yeah, hell yeah, I want a burger. Hell yeah, I want to go get a milkshake. Hell yeah, I want that shirt. I'm going to treat myself every once in a while. I, you know, you buy a necklace every once in a while. There's nothing wrong with that. Just don't do it all the time. Always keep your goals in mind. Another thing that I hear people say is it's too early to start saving. It's too early to start thinking about a career. It's too early to start thinking about growing my income. Listen, I'm 20 years old. All I think about is growing my income. All I think about is saving money. And all I think about is helping my friends and family and other people around me, including you guys, to save and earn more money. I mean, what's the problem with it? Is there any problem with saving money and trying to make more money and that way you can be a millionaire by 30 or a millionaire at the average age of about 55 years old? I mean, you're not going to be able to go on ski trips and stuff when you're 55. Don't you want to have money sooner? Don't you want to have a better life sooner, retire earlier, and enjoy the one life you have on this earth to the fullest as quick as possible? It's never too early to start saving, investing, or planning to further your career or business. Never get comfortable, folks. Another thing is sometimes people are just embarrassed or don't want to talk about money. Now, sometimes random people will come up to me that recognize me from my main vlog channel and be like, man, how much money do you make? And I always keep certain things private. I keep my love life private. I keep my next plans private, my next moves and plans and YouTube channels and business ideas. I keep that stuff private until they happen. And then I keep my financials private, unless it's with a partner or a potential, you know, investor or very close friends. But sometimes people get weird about that. Sometimes people maybe feel ashamed of their income. You might be at a, you know, hanging out with a friend's house and he's got a successful business and he's like, Hey man, you want to work for me? And it might embarrass you a little bit because it's like, well, I mean, 
I don't make that much money. And if I accept this, then he knows I don't make that much money. And then, oh, I don't know. I, I'm too proud. I have too much pride to do that. Well, you've got to be open-minded to discussing money to therefore better yourself and pursue bigger opportunities. There's no shame with sitting around with your friends, comparing your income. I do that with my, uh, my roommate all the time. We'll go out there. We'll go on the back deck. We'll smoke a cigar every once in a while, probably every other night. And we'll, we'll talk about our finances. Here's, here's how much money I made today. Here's how much money I spent today. And we give each other feedback and ideas on how to grow money, what to do with that money, things that aren't working, things that are working. My roommate was telling me of uh, this this uh, little side business he was doing. And I was like, you know, I don't know if that's the greatest idea. He, he was giving me all the numbers and we worked it out. And sometimes he's like, yeah, you know, I don't know if you're doing the best idea. Stuff like that. So don't be afraid to talk about money, compare numbers, and that way you can learn from one another. All right, folks, those are the six habits keeping you poor, mother. Okay, now screwed up the mic. Anyway, hope you enjoyed. If you did, hold up your end of the deal and hit that like button, subscribe, and comment any videos you would like me to make down below. Greatly appreciate it. And like I said, you can hit the link in the description and support the store. Or if you're curious about any of the equipment I used to put together today's picture, all of those Amazon links are in the uh, in the in the. All right, peace. got his nine. I've got my nine. Boss squad out.